There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Everybody. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Ben Roy Turner. Hello there for maybe the last time. The last time year. in 2021 and Mr. Jules Gill. Sorry, just I'm glad that Ben Roy added on the addendum of this year. Because I was like, have you, you got something to tell us, mate? Are you going somewhere? This is your like, <laughs> leaving announcement thing. But yes, hello, everyone. Hello. There. Yes, putting this, uh, putting this game of the year list together was an arduous task. So what we always do every year, which we didn't do last year, and I don't remember why. Maybe it was just because last year was just a bit of a, a weird upheaval in itself. But we usually go around the office and we ask people who would like to submit a top 10 ranking of the year, um, mm. which is a weighted ranking. So whatever you put in, number one gets 10 points, number two gets nine points, etc. And everybody sends me their list and I collate stuff so only i know what the game of the year is then we gather people together and we reveal what the actual what culture gaming's game of the year is so some notable people who are involved in this and um, we did just ask whoever wants to submit stuff but it's myself it's jules it's ben roy it's josh it's our editors dan durkin and james douse and uh from that we've got something which i i mean we'll just we'll see how we go first off uh, a bunch of i know sorry mentions. that really worries me man yeah. you've just like, got something like do we actually have a decent game of the year from what I, culture? Oh, I don't want to be like standing well, up and being like oh cooking mama bitcoin miner like uh, the, well yeah. it's not it, it's oh, not what we'll i would have put at number one but oh, uh, no. you know it's, it's oh, not it's i'm not against it either but um, okay. we do have a ton of honorable mentions some of the people put in there that didn't uh, collate enough points to become in the top 10 and um, so i'll run these down uh, uh honorable mentions are um the forgotten city the medium dodgeball academia death loop hot wheels unleashed back for blood odd world Soulstorm, far cry 6 chernobylite mundawn guardians of the galaxy little nightmares 2 ghost of goblin resurrections no more heroes 3 and disco elite Elysium, the final cut, which That's... Disco Elysium, I think, would have been in the yeah. in the top yeah, yeah. ten if people could have voted for it properly. But at the same time, um, it's worth mentioning it because it did get a wider console release this year. So to run down the actual top ten, starting at number ten is Psychonauts two, which Mr. Jules Gill was your game of the year. <laughs> this is this is should be the game of the year. We're doing I know. It we're doing it in reverse, clearly, and number ten is the top. The crush spot, insane clearly. trilogy all over again. Oh, Sometimes don't you just you... don't get what you want. Sometimes don't you bring you this jam to my picnic you wasp like i absolutely loved psychonauts 2 and i think that after waiting for so very long since the first game to finally mm. play another game that felt like the best like coalesced points of the ps2 and xbox original era of mm. platforming games it was just a joy from start to finish i didn't put it down it was probably like a week and a half solid play booked a day off just to like really get to grip with it on the mm. uh, first day it was out and i love the humor of the design 
I just wish there was more of it. It's like it's, it left, it feels... and I, I do love that feeling of like being left wanting more from a video mm. game. It's very rare. Usually, I'm just like, oh, I'm done with you, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it feels like because it was in development for. It feels like it was in development for a long, long mm. time. Then when it finally came out, uh, maybe just because it was on Game Pass or because of the fact that it was in development for so long, it felt quite overlooked this year. Like it was up for a, um, one of the, the the main Game of the Year awards, but obviously it didn't get that. I thought it would get Best Direction at the Game Awards, and it didn't. What is going on? A Psychonauts game being overlooked? Oh, no. Just color me surprised. It's the the Blade Runner of the modern day. Thing is, is that um, everyone loves to talk about Psychonauts as being a cult classic and everyone Mm. loves to like ban on about how brilliant it is. But it's like, you still find so many people that haven't played it. And I don't know why I can't convince people to play such a brilliant game. Maybe it's the fact that it platforming games, maybe it's that, that there's something stuck in the mind just saying it's they're not cool because, anymore, but they are cool. Yeah, like I mean, obviously the art style is awesome. Like the voice acting is awesome. There's like a Jack Black level where he just pops oh, up like a, like a whole level. level. And it's like, yeah, like platforming wise, like it takes two managed to win game of the year. So I'm like, well, people did check this stuff out, but for whatever mm-hmm. reason, Psychonauts 2 largely overlooked um, and just managed to secure the 10th spot. So in at number nine is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, another platformer, which is managing to uh, yeah, to succeed. Dirty to us this year. Like it was too low. And um, Ratchet and Clank got on there uh, mainly because of me putting it very very high. It was also up there because of Mr. Dare, James Dowson, and Dan Durkin. Um, I'm a huge Ratchet and Clank fan, but I think that Rift Apart is the one of the first titles to showcase what a PS5 can do. Um, I think that the thing that does that best is the new Matrix demo, <laughs> but like obviously that oh yeah, that looks qualify. amazing. And um, as a game of the year, but uh, yeah, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart just super solid 3D platforming. Love the shooting in it. Love the semi-open world stuff they put in there. Um, and I just think that game goes. I don't. I, I, either of you guys didn't have it very high so i'm not hey, gonna hang on this hey, too much I'm, I'm just gonna say you can't have it on your list if you don't have a ps5 that's what i'm saying, <laughs> lads. So I'm saying i would love this game this would be up there but unfortunately i defer to ben Roy. yes mr ben much, Roy, i know you're not, much, you're not a master ratchet and clank fan much like psychonauts i don't really like that franchise so <laughs> i played a bit of psychonauts and just like yeah I'll come back to it in what I like to call the dead week, the week mm-hmm. between Christmas and New Year's when <laughs> everything is just silent and there's just... It's a good time, the, isn't it? Uh, the poor people that have to work endure the dead week in retail are the yeah. ones that are really working. But um, Yeah, we've been there. But yeah, I didn't <laughs> even pick up... So I didn't even pick up Ratchet and Clank. I'm not going to be honest. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I didn't pick it up. Uh, I knew... I, I just... I just knew it wasn't going to be for me, and I just I abstained from voting for it. And in doing that, I probably kneecapped it in a way. (laughs) It's yeah, that only managed to get uh, in total eleven points, largely for me. But at least it got in the top ten. It is it is a top ten. Wait, that got eleven points. So I'm wondering. I need to talk to Josh Brown where he put uh, ask where he put the Forgotten City because um, I had that game quite high and the fact that that game has, didn't break our top 10. His Forgotten City was in the 10th spot so he gave it what? one point. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I was surprised by that too. For um for for notes here for everyone who's listening, I had mm. it at number 3. You did? Yeah, yeah. I mean the thing yeah. is I had Forgotten City quite high as well but then once I started kind of totting stuff up it started dropping down a bit but that's an honorable mention. That's not a top 10. What is in in at number 8? Is it takes two? Something that we yes. all played, oh. something that won the main game award, something that um is a very, very ludicrously long game. It just feels like for me it overstays its welcome. I never finished it, but I feel like I did put in about twenty hours. But I Ben Roy, you did find you did eventually get through it. I loved it. I saw it all through in what I call adventurous chunks, where it felt like we were playing <laughs> 10 hours a time, uh-huh. where we we went through 74 different game modes as this game just carried on going on. It went from like a honey, I shot the kids, where you sort of like suck out a Hoover's eyeballs to when you're now in a garden riding spiders at one point, mm-hmm. and then you're in a mystical snow world, and then you're in 
you're fighting some cockney monkey toy thing in space at one point it goes places <laughs> i loved it and i'm it's so much better than i think a way out was and now i'm here for um whatever joseph farris wants to is it joseph farris yeah, yeah joseph farris mm-hmm. whatever the he wants to do king. yeah yeah whenever he wants to screw the oscars in the future i'm there for <laughs> yeah i love everybody uh, just rejoicing in his trajectory like 2017 man's middle finger into the camera f the oscars whatever and then now he's walking away with the main game award and uh, with it takes to winning game of the year but it is an hour game of the year um going to number seven is sable something that like managed to get up here because of me and josh um, Sable, I would say, was it was in my top three. It's a beautiful little game. Um, cel-shaded open world, very Breath of the Wild. There's no combat in it whatsoever. It's just about exploring, um, mm-hmm. getting a little glider bike and going out there and sort of finding different parts for it. Um, and just like finding different puzzles to complete. It is very freeform. It's up to you when you want to finish it. Because um, you just go out there, you leave your tribe. It's all about the character of Sable just finding purpose in the open world and talking to different people and crafting a mask. You want to try and find a mask that represents a different set of people and then bring it back to your tribe. And it's up to you whenever you want to do that. So I spent about 12 hours in it. Um, it launched quite rough, um, but 12 hours was enough for me to feel like I got my fill. I know Josh ended mm-hmm. up doing 20 or 30 hours worth because there is quite a lot to do if you want to comb everything. Um, but I still feel like I got a lot out of it. But the the thing with that game is that it has such a gorgeous sense of flow. It just it just goes and it's, it looks gorgeous. Um, and it's such a tranquil thing. And it's scored by a Japanese Breakfast, who I know like Josh keeps mentioning is like his album of the year because um, they like a really solid band as well. Um, so yeah, Sable is in our uh, number seven. Number six is Metroid Dread flying yes. in um, slightly higher than it was after Mr. Jules submitted his ranking to bump it up a bit as one of the only two people that played <sighs> Metroid Dread this year, Jules Girl. I'm a bit disappointed it's not actually ranked higher, but I can understand why, because not everyone's got a Switch or uh, mm-hmm. likes the franchise. But seriously, in terms of like level design, in terms of how it expands on the sort of mythology of the entire Metroid franchise, I love the fact that it just was like, oh, you thought you knew what this was all about? Ah, just flip it on its head just for a bit of bants in it. It's a bit of a laugh. Um, the enemies in it as well, the new... Um, the robots that chase you all the way through the levels, the uh, they are really fun and challenge. Yeah, the Emmys, that's it. Mm. And then you've got obviously the boss battles themselves. That final boss battle might be one of the most enjoyable experiences I've had in a long time. It's because so I, I kept, tight. Well, that's the thing. I got my ass handed to me again mm. and again and again. But then it was like that thing of like, I'm not being told by the game how to beat this. I just have to remember all of the skills that I've got up until this point mm. and apply them in slightly different like uh, scenarios. Mm. And it was like, oh, this is so satisfying to have finally taken him down. So, well, yeah, the thing for me is like the, I thought, because Metro Dread is my game of the year. Like nothing came like close to that in terms of just how much I devoured something this year. And I think it's just, it's so tight. I think for the fact that it's running on the switch but it's just so liquid butter smooth i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it is 60 fps but it feels like it anyway um but it's just so easy to play and i like the um obviously the rollout of upgrades that you get but the thing that elevates it for me obviously it is the production values across the board gameplay wise but the boss battles like you said the final one is a standout one but nearly every boss battle has this really cool like set piece thing or like set yeah. piece kill that you can do um or secret way to beat someone um but it has that like added like level of cinematics that i feel like metroid's never had before that just elevates it um and i know it's it's not nintendo to mercury steam but still yeah. them combined it's such a solid game just a massive shout out to the level designers as well because yes. the fact that i was exploring all the time and never felt lost at all wherever mm. i was going the game was hinting or pushing me towards certain areas because mm. the visual clues in the background like oh this area is too hot you're gonna need like a suit that deals with the cold or vice versa and like I don't know how they did it because my brain always thinks of like, oh, maybe I should go this way instead of mm. going this way. And I must have been receiving visual stimuli to prompt me to go and explore well, often even... these areas. Like I, I never 
actively sat and thought, hmm, I wonder where I go next. I just go, mm. oh, well, there's a lot of stuff on the map that still is yet to explore. So I just go to this area well, and that was stumble across these things. Like I saw people in the like the aftermath of when the critic reviews dropped and like the general reception to it, people going like, oh my God, I'm so lost. Like one of the times that one of the first times it was trending was people saying that they were all lost. And I was like, I not to be like I braggadocious, I, yeah. I never got lost. I always thought that it did a really good job of, like you said, invisible hand guiding you to the next place. Even when I thought I was lost, I would stumble upon like a little mini cutscene, you know, the talking head section or whatever when you mm -hmm. talk to that computer. Um, and I'll be like, oh, this is this is the main path or this is a valid way to go. And then I'd unlock something else that would factor back into the level and just it just goes. I think it mm -hmm. just goes in a way that a Metroid game hasn't since, I guess, Metroid Fusion or something. Um, and it just is arguably the best Metroid of all time. Like it's right up there with Super. Um, yeah. I think in the whole the way that it pays off at the end, like not to go into spoilers, is this massive overblown power fantasy thing um, that fans have been waiting for for decades. And uh, it was very, very good to see. Um, only got to number six, though. So number five is Hitman 3, something oh, that I nice. barely even had on yes. my top 10. But Mr. Benroy had it very high indeed. The, Good on you, um, Benroy. The best <laughs> Hitman game the best Hitman game ever made uh, because that was that was Hitman 2016. And then that was pretty, pretty much Hitman 2. And then Hitman, they just... Every time they kept building on this system, sure, Hitman 2 was a bit, it, it seemed like a bit of a wet fart the where it didn't really catch <laughs> the world on fire, I guess, but it's still like uh, technically sound. And then in this mm -hmm. one, it seems like the less, it, and it's weird in a way because it was almost the swan song like, okay, we, we've tried this for so long now and 20 years later, Hitman's not really doing it for us, us being IO and after they wrestled the franchise back and everything. And then it goes out and not only lands at the perfect time where everyone wants a video game, so they buy mm. it, but it's, probably if like there are some decent levels in the first one and obviously like blood money's legendary and like some people love silence the original hitman 2 and some people yeah. love the original yeah. hitman 3 but oh, this one for me my favorite, yeah. it just hit on so many levels and i i love the um the the bondian like final level even though that's like sort of a bit out of left turn like i'm glad we had that rather than like some sniper missions in the other games yeah. but when you can get all the other games into this game as well it's just it, you can't ask for any more and also a bit um selfishly this one has a platinum trophy as well so finally, ah, we, nice, get, nice. finally we get in this new trilogy we finally get to show our love in that respect but no i, I can't say good enough and then and just the second the second level could be its whole game on its own with the yeah. um oh, the yeah. mansion the um sorry i the love that level and I, I love it specifically because of the fact that from where i'm from uh it's actually only half an hour away from where i live in dartmoor like so i was wow. like, like oh, a real, it's, I guess, it's not it's not it's not real mansion it's not real mansion i'm oh, okay, just saying okay. like the setting of it being in dartmoor i was like oh yeah <laughs> walking around, like, where's all the kids with the spray cans like drinking cider down by the bus stop <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> if they ever do a hitman level where you've just got to take out a whole bunch of unruly charms then maybe that would be a great expansion. I was I was requesting for ages that somebody make a mod of just a bold guy with a beard so we could insert me into the game. You've got to kill <laughs> well, me as a Kitman contract. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've played much 12 minutes, but you are in 12 minutes. You are um, <laughs> the, the, the character that Willem Dafoe plays yeah. is basically just a cell shape. It's a bald man with a beard, but every time he it's turns a... up, it's like, well, that looks a lot like Jules. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've Okay. I've heard... Um, some pretty interesting Mixed. things it's not about good yeah. don't yeah. play it but <laughs> okay. look at a youtube do video i at least for play it, a good character in it or am i a bad guy it's all right yeah oh no he, he, <laughs> he's, a, he's an interesting character but the, the model it just you could take you could say that's you as a model one yeah. like, <laughs> i mean it's, it's ripped so the it's assets like... from it 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's uh, it's easy enough to like identify as you. But yeah, for Hitman 3, um, it's immaculate. I mean, it's immaculate for what it does. For me, I wanted a bit more from the story side of things. But if you just go down the gameplay route, like it is this perfect trilogy capper. Like it just... Hitman is like a platform is insane. Like you look mm-hmm. at how far they've come. Um, the no clip documentary on IO and um, the Daniel Dwyer put together is like a, a like a must watch considering how far they've come as a studio and the amount they had to soft reboot the stuff with Square Enix and um, then going their own way and like you know managing to sort of set up this platform that they can plug stuff into and doing all the little time challenges and everything. I think they've it's an insane lifetime achievement and um, yeah. for me I, I wanted a bit more from the overall package um, than just kind of more, more levels but still if you're getting more levels in one of the best games of all time there's nothing wrong with that no. um, number four is Forza Horizon 5 something that got on yeah. here um, mostly because of uh, Dirk and Dowse they both bloody loved Forza Horizon 5 I thought it was just just more Forza Horizon and I've played like <laughs> a hell of a lot of Forza Horizon 4 so I didn't put 5 very high um, now but I've still, been chatting to them about this because they occasionally will bring up how great it is yeah. and like obviously uh dow's absolutely schooled us all when it came to naming xbox exclusive titles and just listed mm. off every single forza game going and to be fair Ugh. absolutely agree with him in certain things because like it is uh like the hitman thing it's the culmination of all of their best efforts it's everything that they've been polishing to create this refined diamond of an experience yes. you're not going to get a better Forza Horizon, I think, personally. No, no, and the thing is as well, I mean, like, the, the thing that I bounced off it for was that it was so close to 4. Like, it opens yeah. with the exact same beats, the same slow motion jumps, the same, like, approach to it, and then when they put you out in the open world, it's like, okay, go do all these challenges again. And mm-hmm. I was like, I've mm-hmm. done so much of this across, like, 3, 4, and now 5. So I personally bounced off it a bit. Um, but that's not to say that it's not an immaculate execution of that formula. Like, it is, like you said, the best version of it, and it is the most over-the-top version of it. Like, the, the game opens on a volcano. You're just, like, stunting yeah. around a volcano. Yeah. You do not mess so, like, around. Yeah, and obviously it looks gorgeous. The physics model is very solid. They've added like you know more stunt jumps and more over the top stuff too, because um, it feels like they're kind of chasing the uh, the burnout, like what burnout used to be. And I'm like, you can do a little bit of burnout. Like I'd I'd love full full burnout, but I'll take a little bit of it. Yeah, um, a, a bit of burnout. I can appreciate it, but at the same time, like I'm not a carsman. I'll play a race when Beautiful. I go to when I when I'm down when I'm seeing some friends at Christmas because mm-hmm. I don't have any room with my Xbox because my Xbox is half gears five as it is at this point anyway. So mm. well still, I mean Forza Horizon five though, considering that the Horizon like spin-off is now kind of what people just think of when you say Forza, like the main series is completely dropped off. And uh, I think that's a testament to how solid these are as packages. Um number three though is Returnal. Something that's very much up here because of Josh Brown. But Benroy, you had it pretty high too. Um, I think you did anyway. But yeah, also uh, James Dowse, it was his game of the year, um, which I had Returnal. I think it was at like four or something. I didn't have it very high because that game was cruel to me. And I didn't didn't have a nice time with it, but it's still a a robust package. But Benroy, what do you think? Returnal is one of those ones where it came out at the beginning of the year or like sort of like the Q1-ish. And that's mm. like, yeah, I'll get to that eventually. And when it came time to get to it, I was like, ah. Oh. And then thankfully Far Cry 6 pulled me away for a bit and I spent a, an Alan Wake and I spent all the hours. And then it's like, it's time to go back to Returnal. And then going back to it and getting into sort of the rhythm and find out not only how well it plays, but how cruel it can be with the whole... Mm. You're dead, Lol. Goodbye. <laughs> Do it again. And I don't know. It it consumed me the way I feel like I spoke to. Um, it consumed me, you, and Josh, especially in different ways. Mm-hmm. It was funny how we we both like Josh went through the whole. Uh, I can't imagine he, he reviewed it. I would have lost my mind trying to review that game. Oh, 
Yeah, there was one, imagine it's just like hitting your head against the wall again and again and just hoping that you make it through so you can actually see the next bit of content yeah, to actually I then not, review on it. I had an eye-on breakdown, just being like, is this it? Is this the game that I can't beat? And just being like, I, I God, I hated so many parts of that game. And it, I like, I had one p- trouble, like one bit of problem with like a single puzzle on RE8 when I was reviewing it. I was like, mm. I'm so scared I'm not going to get this done. With like, <laughs> I just stumped for 20 minutes on a puzzle. I can't imagine a review in that game. And mm-hmm. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, but got to the end, I conquered it, and I feel like a changed human after that. (laughs) Uh, I, I can't wait to take this game from one end of the country to the other, hand it to my friend and let him borrow it and then listen to his uh, trials <laughs> as he... Drop. Yeah. It'll be, he... Once, you, once you get back on the train, you can just hear his <laughs> screams and you're just laughing to yourself like, <laughs> like a little Machiavellian evil that, like, doing the finger it's temple. Like, <laughs> it's like what I did with Sekiro when I let it to Zoe um, and then I still oh, haven't... Bless her I, I haven't asked. I still haven't asked for it back. It's just like... That's pretty much just, she moved away. She's like, yeah, no, no. She, she got this. in touch with me recently and just said, I've been very, very ill recently. And it's just like, I think you've done that to her. <laughs> yeah dragon rot yeah. but um this game i so when we talk about things being snubbed i feel like mm. return of pro didn't get enough uh spotlight and is it probably deserved this year i think like it deserved a lot more than um like other sony titles this year but mm. i can't wait to see what house might do next and i prefer this rather to their sort of side scrollers mm. i actually did think um that returnal was actually not marketed very well because no. every single bit of like footage that you see from the trailers paints it as being <clears> just <throat> a generic third person action shooter it's not like the sony inverse. game yeah yeah, it, yeah it's not showing you that it's like the um the 
Oh, how's the best way to describe it without using a very common analogy that is this? It's just an incredibly hard loop-based shooter. It's yeah, that's the gimmick. It's the thing going is like that, that's kind of one of my reasons that because I, I think that it's it's very like they're very intentionally going for a very specific type of game. It's very run-based. They want to make it so that your average runs are quite long, and the thing yeah. you're carrying between runs is weapon XP. It's nothing else. So you're like you know next time you find X weapon, it has X additional abilities yeah. that you didn't have before. You... But you're not changing much as Celine. You literally just need to bank time to be able to get the right level of weapon to get through you yeah. could imagine this being an arcade game where it's designed to suck mm, your coins away yeah. but yeah. like that's the, yeah. the one thing the one thing that i just why it's probably not higher on my list is starting again with just a, a crap pistol that after you've I, got I all can, the great weapons yeah, i can take uh, it i can take it all but like if i could just choose if you had a few of them are like in the ship if i could just have the most basic of assault rifle or the mm. um other sort of like like a few other guns rather than just that then i would it would have changed so much for me but because mm-hmm. you are just given the singular crap pistol and even though i like the pistol sometimes but when you're swarmed you just want to i feel like you just want an assault, assault rifle and just no i think you, you should be able to unlock a different starting weapon eventually like 20 yeah. 30 something hours in the thing as well is that um they couldn't give much away in the marketing st- about story-wise about what this is really about what's really going on and i think the story side of it the law side of it is actually really fascinating like you don't get any remote like story thing until you're three biomes in yeah and you get a bit of it and then three more biomes you get everything if you if you manage to make it that far which last I checked, twenty three percent of people beat the final boss. So it's and then you got the secret, many. secret ending, which then is the only one that actually like so, be exp- explain what's going on. Yeah. So like yeah. my whole thing was like, if they'd seeded what was really going on earlier, you'd have way more drive to put up with some of the BS, and you might more of us might have got through it. Uh, I mean, we're saying this about number three game of the year. I still think that to focus entirely on the positives, it plays very, very well. Like it, it is the fact that it's loop based is in its favor. Like you did I, dive back in. Yeah. Did I? Did I guess our top three then in like? When I Maybe. said yes there, I said, yeah, yeah, I think I have. I think oh, you might have good. done, yeah. Well, no, you so, probably didn't actually because... What's number two then, Scott? Number two is Halo Infinite. A very last right. minute. Okay, 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 right. I, I am going to say this. Go I on. absolutely love Halo Infinite and I've had an absolute <laughs> blast, but that is bollocks, right? What do I'm you mean? not a, Because, like, it's, it is a very good game. But there's yes. a lot wrong with it. Like, well, there was a lot like, wrong the, the, with... fact, the fact is, right, at the time of recording, yes. even though we are getting a Slayer playlist today, a Slayer list, as you might call Very it. Very good, yeah. There's um, also a free-for-all one. That's that's an update that was sorely needed day one. We've oh, been yeah. struggling the thing through is... the multiplayer. The multiplayer is actually letting this game down at the moment. Look, it's, don't, it's don't blame me. I'm getting angry now, man. Blame, like, okay, Dan, it, was, it was Mr. Dan Durkin's game of the year. It was Mr. James Douse's number two game of the year. Uh, which was enough to get it very high anyway. And then it was also on Mr. Ben Roy's list. It was in at number four. And then for me, I think I had it at number two or three. Don't get so me wrong. Like, I've, I, rate well. this, I rate this game really highly. I yeah. put it on my list as well. But the problem is, is that it's like, you and I were talking about this before. It's yes. Far Cry with a Halo skin. In terms of that, the, the, game, the are, campaign yeah, yeah. Uh, expands out in the open world mentality. It is mm. incredibly well made. It is liquid smooth. I absolutely love how tight the gameplay is. But are we saying this is the potentially one of the best experiences that you can have i would say say that it's i i would say yeah i would say the multiplayer in some way like like (sighs) progression and like but like i trust me i've i've had some bad playlists in my time you play battlefront two way you you know you start on like what's it the half over you know you're gonna be playing two hours before you can get to um uh the I'm just going to make what, uh, yeah, the Kessel yeah. Run map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. But like, um, and they, they never changed that in like four years. It's still going now. But like playing those games and, and just jumping in and being like, 
okay, I'm still not crap at Halo. And then getting in there, like, <laughs> yeah. right, I can get on the Warthog or just enjoy some small teams. I have the only time I have a bad time is when I'm trying to get those juice boys in the juice box and no one is doing it. And I get so, I, oh, oh, I get so angry. Or you the, pop the, the old rage. Capri Suns back But in the, box. It, the, the play, yeah. yeah, the act of playing this game is one of my favorite acts of this year. I, I would say the campaign that I've got, I have just gotten into the wider world, we will say. The campaign okay. takes um, time okay. to kick in, yeah. yeah. It, it's not blowing me away. And I do hate how they're like... Um, and like they do a bit of like they almost need a Star Wars crawl at the beginning, rather like say, and then Cortana's yeah. over here somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, oh, mm-hmm. We might have beaten her up, we might not. Who knows? And then <laughs> like, like, um, like any any game that starts with saying, "Hey lads, you remember Halo one to through to five? Well, you don't need to play all of them. You actually need to play Halo Wars two. Like, yeah, it's just the, like come like, on, lads. The thing is, like, um, I think oh, that's I've, I've been... stuff that I kind of appreciate in a way. Like, I I played Halo Wars two, but I didn't necessarily take it all in. Like. There's mm. a good you could play Halo Wars 2, right? Where that you can play the cult where well, I did where my friends just built stuff for me and I just sent all the units in, so I just didn't have to do any of the building <laughs> stuff. So I got to experience the fighting in that game. And you can just the watch story. The, the cutscenes for Halo Wars yeah. 2 because all you need to know about is Atriox. That I mean, which is Atriox is by far the best villain in Halo mm-hmm. since like Halo 2 or 3, so it's like they, that was the best card they could play. And like I've been rallying against Halo Infinite since it came out because that beta period was not a beta period, they were charging money for it, and at launch it didn't change at all. It was, so, um, it was a beta period. It absolutely was not. It, there's no no changes in the code from the early access, early access period to what was actually the launch day thing. It was the same thing. But um, if we're just talking about the literal gameplay side of it, we're just talking about the map uh, variety. We're talking about the way the campaign rolls out. I think the campaign takes a couple hours to get going. But once you do hit a sweet spot with it, it is a really nice mix of semi-open. Well, it is largely open world stuff, but it's in chunks. Like the full map is in chunks. And in between that, you also have like classic Halo levels where you're going underground. You're doing more specific corridor-based stuff. And then mm-hmm. you come back into, out into the open world, then you go back down into another level. And I feel like they've mixed that stuff really well. And, you know, combine all of that with the best Halo has ever played, like with some of the best weapons they've ever yeah. had and the best feel. Um, yeah, I can see it as one of the absolute best games of the year. I, vast, I mean, I've, I've put 65 hours into it now. Like, yeah. I mean, I've played nothing else since it was available. Don't get me wrong. It sounds like I'm harshing on it, but I'm, mm. I'm in love. I'm besotted with this game because the <laughs> fact that I'm playing it like just constantly anytime I've got a free 10 minutes or so. But I just, I, I, I'm still. I know really what you mean. There's been so my much head stuff around to it, it. Like yeah. being this, the best game of the year seems very mad. It's, well, it's not it's number taken, one. No, I know, I know. My, it's, it's, it's very close to being. Mm-hmm. It's taken my PUBG time away. There's no PUBG anymore. It's just Halo Infinite with me and my friends. <laughs> and like, um, I'm saving the camp. Like, I, I've done a fair bit of the. Well, I say fair bit. But I've done a chunk of the campaign. I'm saving it for mm. the, the the dead week, as I say. And then we're all sort of like off work, and I can't wait to get back to it. Mm-hmm. And of the like. Just like other things, like say <clears throat> other games, like Deathloop, I played them through the end. They've already washed away, and I kind of Deathloop didn't like, even make our top ten. It barely yeah, got enough points. So, and yeah. it's just Halo in such a way that there was there's so much runness. I feel like it's a if anything, it's a foundation from where we can now rebuild. Like we we've had our troubled time. Mm. We've had Halo trying to go some other ways, and I. I can kind of like smell where the story might be going. I'm just, I'm just excited for what they can do. Now we've gone through this all trouble period, and we finally, we've, we've got that um, sprayer out, and we sprayed all the last bit of Don Matrick off everything now, and now we can move on <laughs> into this new era. Off, yeah. We've air blasted all the last bit of Don away, and now we can go forward, and hopefully, it, we, we're guiding, we're 
decent guiding hands and this being the platform for the next decade mm. so how old are we all now i'll check in i'm 30 scott how old are you friend and jules say again mate sorry you how, how, how old are you now jules I'm 34 years old. So we'll all be we'll all be I'm in our so very tired. We'll all we'll all be in our 40s when the next era of Halo starts. Oh, so God, this is our yeah. Halo for oh. the next 10 years. So they did say this. Is you know, <laughs> yeah, this I think is you just Halo killed me there, Ben. <laughs> yeah, this is a game of the century or whatever. But like, yeah. yeah, I think if you that's the thing. It was always the thing. Like all the complaints about Halo Infinite from day one were entirely other than the gameplay. That was always the weird little caveat. Was that we're sort of sideswiping the fact that the gameplay, everything you do in that game, is a Immaculate. It's everything mm -hmm. else that sucks, and I think that is uh, almost like a sad indictment on the state of the industry that we have to sideswipe the other stuff to say that this can be one of the best games of the year. But if you take that statement literally, the gameplay is some of the best gameplay of the year. So I, I, yeah. I can see the argument for it. Plus, I think when the campaign starts to click and you get new abilities and stuff, um, like the uh, the grapple punch is like one of the most fun. Oh, things. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, shield that is, upgrades. That is hilarious. Yeah, like the repulsor. So Falcon one punch. You just absolutely punch. level them. You can like punch a warthog apart, and it's just like great you, it, you start absolutely flying in that game and I think I, the, it just starts to go in a way that it, it needed to from earlier but it does get there i just i got such a decent run with the grapple hook and the the hammer yesterday mm -hmm. i oh oh so <laughs> many so many tortured souls at the hands of my hammer it was great but it's that uh, it's that like um, everyone talks about oh it's emergent gameplay and like but it's not until you realize you're in a little pocket of it that you realize how satisfying that can be it's like, oh i made this come together and um, this combination of things that i picked up or the uh, the way enemies came together the way the ai uh chased after you and went into some, into some little ravine and you had like a one-on-one -on -one or something and um, with like a hunter or whatever but i think i said i think it gets there i think there's still a lot of work to be done and the day that we're recording this there's another update coming out um mm -hmm. But that's all ancillary, you can argue, to the fact that the core gameplay has been stellar since moment one. So yeah. we'll have to focus on that because regardless of anything, it became our number two, which means okay. that number one is Resident Evil Village, something that I had at number nine, but everybody else had <laughs> way up top. So it ended up getting number one anyway. Ben was grinning like a little chimp. I... I, I... Look, I, 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 you tell me who was voting in this, and I could smell it yesterday <laughs> through yeah. the um, through through our slide. And I said to you, this this is going to be our top three games in uh -huh. some sort of order. And I, I was like, Resident Evil, Halo, and um, Returnal. Was Returnal three or four? Uh, Returnal was number three. Oh yeah. So um, and yeah, I. It's it's weird, isn't it? Because you'd expect the Resident Evil guys to have the Resident Evil game at number one when <laughs> the past. Uh, I didn't have number two at number one, number three, but this, for some reason, this RE2 is... RE2 was so good. RE2 is better than this, but that's this conversation for another time. I mean, that's our... It's, but it came out of the year of Death Stranding and Control. Mm, like, so that's true, like... True. It, the, the, that was, that the was two here. years ago, just to take yeah? stock for a second. That was that was Painful. a that was a long time ago, but <laughs> the, the infusion of so many different elements of Resident Evil here, but with um the with now like the cast of the Rose Gallery we have of like boss characters within mm. them when we sit down at a table or we're in a church or wherever we are and mixing new elements where it'd be like werewolves, but you know keeping it in the science realm rather than sort of like going in magic. Even I do though love how much the, they flesh stuff out, yeah. There is some magical magical ass magic in they it just you know, do it's just they like, this yeah it's just that oh it's just a new it's just heisenberg just had some different meth this, this it's a, day yeah, it's like oh it's the g virus it's the t virus <laughs> yeah. it's the flying virus like yeah, and yeah. for these i just say i keep it short so i can pass it to you but these these like games were this game was so i get so like the first time with a weird thing recently where I, get, I get scared in these games and i play through and then afterwards it becomes a mechanical thing where i'm trying to like find all the 
all the, all the bits need to fully upgrade stuff and how you could go from bit around the map and i'm glad it wasn't like properly open world i wish you could go back to some areas a bit mm-hmm. more like say yeah they they cut off some of the best bits of the game very quickly and it mm-hmm. it suffers a bit of what resident evil 4 does where like say the last area is a bit okay let's just get no let's just get through this but a bit sort of like one note in a way it mm-hmm. goes through the motions because it knows it's already amped up the thing so much so that it can only deliver by keeping yeah. that constant high of like action and intensity and yeah. it's just like its environments shape the emotion rather than the other way around the bit with uh towards the end when it just becomes like like a big mech battle and it's just like yeah okay like you okay like okay like we've I, done things like this before but yeah. i will absolutely state though i don't like resident evil 6 i've made that very very no. clear because of the fact that i felt like it was too much like the fast and the furious had taken over the franchise and i think (laughs) that this is like the hobbs and shaw of resident (laughs) evil and that is a film i did like because it was just silly enough and not taking itself too seriously in all of the right places Mm -hmm. that it became a thoroughly enjoyable experience that still managed to have a few scares here and there they're still madly serious at some points as well which is weird but 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 the thing is is that it plays it straight but that to me is pure comedy so it's just kind of like like a weird like it's almost like resident evil is like its own tone now like if you're ever like sitting with someone who hasn't watched a resident evil like whether it's one of the movies or whether you're playing one of the games and there's things start happening scenes start unfolding one-liners get said or whatever and you kind of think to yourself oh you're explaining to them like that's just what resident evil is it's kind of like its own thing now have you noticed that that capcom as like a publisher has like the most whiplash tonal things within their projects (laughs) like i know that they don't have a hand in developing all of them but it just seems to be very weird that they seem to attract these games like your um uh what's what's the game that i'm always banging on about uh dead rising it's like the perfect example of it it's like horror one minute but sheer comedy the next and then Mm -hmm. you've got like devil may cry serious melodrama then crazy like hack and slash adventuring sort of style well, that's stuff. kind of thing with this it's like like bits and pieces of like like all of a sudden you're thrown into like a slow burn corridor crawl mm-hmm. but you're being hunted by someone but it's all about like being stalked or whatever then it's a yeah. full-on action set piece against a flying thing um or you're against some giant half frog man who's spitting like acid everywhere and but it's just like it's but it can do those no things. matter what it's yeah. no matter what you're doing it's entertainment what they've done is they've taken each scenario and just thought no if we played it straight or too mm. silly in certain things we'd ruin the enjoyment for the people here if we try to keep it consistent go mad have it like that's that's in troughs go 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 and i think like in terms of like literal raw gameplay like it's easily the best play like the fact that they transitioned to first person only four years ago and now they've nigh on perfected it like the Mm -hmm. feel of gameplay here it reminds me of metal gear solid 5 just being so chunky and responsive and like easy to play and i feel like they've um embraced the fact that people are going to replay these games like there are so many like ben you went through it a bunch of different times you get so many different rewards like by running it over and over again um, but yeah, it's worth saying that uh, Resident Evil Village was Mr. Dan Durkin's number two. Um, it wasn't on James Dowse's list at all, but it was at uh, Josh's number two as well. Ben Roy, it was your game of the year. And uh, for me, it was down at like number eight or nine or something because I didn't like the story, but I still think that it plays incredibly well. So it managed <laughs> mm-hmm. to get, uh, get up there anyway. So what Culture Gaming's game of the year is Resident Evil Village. I will quickly run down everything else. So 10 to 1 is Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, It Takes 2, Sable, Metroid Dread, Hitman 3, Forza Horizon 5, Returnal, Halo Infinite, and Resident Evil Village. Now that's that's a nice selection. I would say that is good actually. I like this. There's a lot of uh, every, a lot of different genres all over yeah. the place there. I just wish the Forgotten City somehow managed to sneak in there. Forgotten City you know. is our most honourable of mentions alongside <coughs> the Medium, alongside Dodgeball Academia, and and everything else that I said at the start. So there's a lot of different things for people to get stuck into, but thank you all very much for listening. For now, this has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast. We'll catch you in 2022. For now, Ivan Scott, also joined by Ben Roy Turner. 
play unpacking. Oh, you should play unpacking. That should be an honorable yeah, mention should. as well. Yeah. And Jules Gill. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks, everybody. We'll an amazing rest of your year. Bye. Next year. Bye. Good night. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.